Good morning, everybody. And welcome everyone who's watching on Instagram. Um, if you haven't, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't tuned in to this uh, wake up call show before, I just want to give you the heads up that if you want to ask questions or make comments that can be posted on the video so everyone can see, click the link in my bio and it will bring you over to the platform where I'm able to do that. I'll keep the Instagram on the whole time, no problem. I'll also read things that you post there, but I won't be able to post them for everyone to see. And it's much easier for me if you do that. Click the link in my bio and head over there. If that is not something um, that works for you, that's cool. But I just wanna give you all the heads up that if you click the link in my bio that says watch today's episode, it'll bring you over so we can uh, really engage and be in conversation um, and I can share your comments. And I'll say that throughout the show. So thanks everyone who's coming on to, to hear about this and thanks for being here. Um, and thank you to everyone who's been a part of the wake up call uh, every morning. We've been doing this show on Tuesday Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday at 10 a.m. And it started uh, off with my recovery journey, which is a five-part series where I was open about my recovery journey. And uh, then we've done some great episodes with guests and that kind of thing. And now we're going to explore why I decided to stop teaching Kundalini Yoga, which I'm really uh, stoked to share on. And just want to remind everyone who's joining from the Instagram platform that if you want to engage with me a little more fully and with the community, just click the link in my bio and it will bring you over uh, to the live session uh, on the YouTube platform. But I will keep both open, okay? And I'll keep saying that throughout the talk where you'll be like, okay, okay, I get it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube and you want to feel like you want to make a contribution to the show, there's a button there to donate. You're more than welcome to do that. First off, I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, Seed Apparel, for sponsoring the show for uh, over three years now. Really appreciate that. Uh, Seed Apparel makes hemp clothing designed in Alberta, hemp grown in Canada, really stylish uh, clothing. So thank you for your support. Also want to thank our sponsor, Minds Dye, who makes hand-dyed fabrics, really beautiful. Uh, usually I wear the dyed fabrics, but I wanted to wear the blue of the warrior this morning while we have this discussion of the Nahung. And um, yeah, so big ups to Minds Dye. You can find Minds Dye on Instagram or on the Etsy store at the Minds Dye. Um, also, Shakti Jewelry is a sponsor of the show. You can find them at iloveshakti.com or Shakti Jewelry on Instagram. And then last but not least, we have a sponsorship from uh, Nahung.net. That's N-I-H-A-N-G.net. And uh, they help to spread awareness around the Nahung Singh way of life and Sikki. And they've come on board recently as a sponsor of the show. So thank you so much uh, to all of the sponsors and to everyone who has uh, been a part of my journey. And I noticed some of you uh, tuning in on Instagram this morning. And thank you so much for being here. Once again, uh, if you'd like to join from the uh, platform um, where you're able, I'm able to post your comments and that kind of thing, just click the link in my bio on Instagram and it'll take you right there to the live. And I will keep the live on here so y'all can hear me on both platforms. All right. All right. So where do I start? That's the interesting part, right? Okay. Here's where I want to start. When I came to Kundalini Yoga, when I came to Kundalini Yoga, I was really uh, struggling in my life. 
Um, we had opened a, a yoga center here where I live with some students who put up the money for it and really wanted me to be the director of the space. And I, I mean, it's not really relevant how long ago this was, but it was you know, six or seven years ago, something like that. Good morning, Neil. Nice to see you on here, brother. Um, and good morning, Kira. Nice to see you. Okay, so so we were going through a really tough time. And um, the reason why that was a tough time is that the people who we were in business win, with had a volatile relationship, like really intense. Fighting in the yoga center, uh, screaming and swearing at each other in front of people who were coming into the space to practice. And so it was really intense. Good morning, Vegan Ocean. Thank you. And, and just a reminder to everybody watching on Instagram, you can always click the link in my bio and that will bring you over to the platform where I can post your questions and comments. And so while I was dealing with um, that, which was uh, quite intense, and I was a new father at the time, our daughter had just been born. And uh, my background, I'm not going to go too deep into my background, but if you want to know more and you haven't watched them before, there's a five-part series on YouTube that you can check out called My Recovery Journey, where I go really in-depth with my relationship to substance abuse and how I got to where I am today supporting people in recovery work. So anyways, during that time, new father, lots of stress and pressure, um, I was uh, drinking to manage the pressure. And... Um, a lot of old habits were coming up and I just, you know, my life was a mess. It didn't appear maybe on the surface to be that, but, uh, you know, um, we did a pretty good job of keeping it secret. Um, you know, but I was, had gone back to DJing to make money and just like party lifestyle, but also doing the, uh, yoga and meditation thing. And, uh, yeah, it was a really tough time in my life. You know, I'm going to be honest about that. I really struggled in a lot of ways. And it was really hard on my family and on my partner. And uh, it was around that time that I met Guru Singh. Um, some of you all have heard him, met him. Um, and I went to a class that he taught. I was really moved by what he taught. And mostly in the way that he was able to speak uh, to the group. And that's something that I'm passionate about. I love public speaking. Um, I love, uh, you know being in a position to share stories. I love being a storyteller. And I just found that, you know, his platform of Kundalini Yoga was really beneficial. And to be honest, I have no idea what we did. Like, it was not an experience where I was like, wow, I really liked the exercises. It was more just like, I really liked him as a person and as a storyteller. And I was in a rough spot. And my partner had started doing kundalini yoga uh, when she was pregnant with my daughter. And I was just like, yeah, that's cool, but not for me. You know, I just want to like drink and do asana. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll meditate and stuff, but I want to like drink beer and like go to the bar and dance around and play music and all of that shit too. So, but you know, it was getting really heavy for me. And so I created a relationship. I asked him about mentorship and he said that he was uh, available for that. And so we started to have some conversations. And in our first call, we had a conversation about the situation I was in, in with the studio. And uh, I said, like, I'm really struggling right now. And he said, you know, you should just leave. That was his advice. And he gave this story about uh, Yogi Bhajan and how Yogi Bhajan had, uh, you know, 
dealt with this particular individual. He had watched him, and I don't really want to get into the story, but he gave a good analogy as to why it would be beneficial for me to just leave. And I was like, yeah, but you know, there might be legal action. There's contracts in place and all of this stuff. And he was like, just go. And you'll be really grateful that you did. And so we did. We made the decision to do that. It was really hard on our community um, because there were beautiful people connected to what we were doing. But I just couldn't do it anymore. And so I went. I walked away and um, I started to practice some kundalini yoga. I was very confused. I was in a state of depression. Um, but I knew that I had to change my life. And uh, I kind of was at the point where I was like, I either have to go back to treatment. I had gone to treatment um, years earlier. I went to a one-year program. I either have to go back to treatment or maybe I can, you know, do something with this kundalini yoga thing so that I can get uh, sober. And if you're, this is a good tea break to say, if you're watching on Instagram and you feel called to uh, jump on over by clicking the link in my bio into the YouTube platform, I can post your comments and questions. Um, if you want to do that, that's cool. And I'm also available on the Instagram. Um, so anyhow, so I, what I did is there's this more there's this morning practice called Aquarian Sadhana. It happens early in the morning from 4 till 6.30 a.m. kind of thing. And I said, okay, I'll do this Aquarian Sadhana thing for 90 days. And if I can do it for 90 days, um, then, you know, that's a good sign that maybe I will be able to uh, practice Kundalini Yoga instead of go to treatment. And so I did that for 90 days, and then I kept going for nine months. I did it for nine months. And it was really powerful. And the thing that was most powerful for me was uh, the Japji Sad. And those of you who are unfamiliar with the Japji Sad, um, it is the uh, prayer of Guru Nanak, the prayer of the soul. And I don't know, I had never heard it before. I didn't know much about uh, Sikhs or Gurmukhi. I had been told by a mentor when I was studying religion in university that I would really resonate with the Sikh faith and practice. And I sort of ignored him <laughs> and carried on with what I was doing. He was very wise, um, but it took me a long time to, uh, to pay attention to that. Okay, so I did this uh, practice. I was... You know, so moved by uh, Japji Saab this morning prayer. And the exercises were pretty cool. I mean, in some ways, I liked them because they were less strenuous than the yoga that I was used to. And when I say less strenuous, I just meant like I wasn't like bending, like putting my feet on top of my head and putting my leg behind my head and doing all of this uh, gymnastics routine, which, by the way, I see benefit to. You know, I, I, I still, like, I do 100 push-ups every day. I, like, keep my spine flexible. I think that's an important part of living in a human body. But anyhow, I developed this relationship uh, with Guru Singh from a distance. And um, he, he said, like, you know, I started to see results with my recovery. And he invited me to go ahead and share anything that he taught me. And um, so I went ahead and shared. I did not take a teacher training or anything like that. I just shared what I had learned with him. I have you know, a background in religious studies and academia. And um, yeah, just a, a comment here on the YouTube, still doing the Jupji daily. Cannot thank you enough for this gem. That's from Adi. 
Thank you so much for that. And, and those of you who want to post comments and questions, if you click the link in my bio, it will bring you over to the uh, live session where I'm able to post your comments and questions. Um, but again, I will keep Instagram on throughout the call or the talk video, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, I, I started to share a little bit and have this profound experience with Jupji. And I was also very um, interested in uh, Guru Nanak and the Sikh way of life. Um, and the yoga was pretty cool too. And I loved the chanting. You know, it was really good medicine because I was in a, a horrible place at the time. I was heartbroken. I was afraid that I was going to lose my family. I was feeling like I was going to lose my community if I didn't stand up in integrity and be a good father and a good person. And, I, you know, I was really in a broken state. And the sound that I experienced in the Kundalini Yoga space was incredibly healing more than more than anything. Okay. And uh, so we weren't sure what we were going to do. We, we had walked away from our business. We were trying to figure out what to do, but just get sober. That was kind of the, the approach for me. And so I, I was able to get clean. And, you know, I don't really like that language. I was able to put the bottle down. <laughs> I like that a little better. I was able to put the bottle down, and I was really thankful um, for the practice. And I started to really look into Sikhi, the, the, the practice of the Sikhs. And it really resonated with me. And, and some of the challenge was, is that I would ask questions about Sikhi to uh, people within the Kundalini Yoga community. And for the most part, I would get sort of like, I don't know what the right way to say this is. I would get answers that were sort of like, like they would tell me something and then I would do my homework and then I would find out like, what they said isn't quite in alignment with the Sikh tradition. And, I, and then I would go back and ask, and, and basically the, the response I would be met with was sort of like, um, oh, well, you know, the Sikhs of uh, Punjab, like, or the Sikhs that you know or who are of Punjabi descent, they don't know the whole story. And, and a lot of this is like these esoteric teachings have been hidden. And, you know, they're hidden in the carvings at Harimandir Sahib at the Golden Temple, and they're secretive. And so I got, I was met with some of that. I'm just kind of giving you the whole perspective here. So thanks to everyone for being here and for watching. So I thought that was sort of strange, but, you know, it's possible. And I started, and I did start to ask questions of Sikhs that I know, and they gave similar responses where it's like, the Sikhi that's practiced today has been sort of like manipulated because of colonialism and English translations. And so it made me feel very inquisitive. Like I was like, there's this thing that's really meaningful to me and I want to learn about it. And it's connected to this yoga, but some people say it shouldn't be. And some people say that it should be. And it was really like, what in the world is going on here? And I find it actually quite difficult to like get some answers. So that's kind of one uh, per, one perspective or part of it. And and thanks, everybody, for tuning in on Instagram. Um, if you feel called to uh, jump over to the YouTube where I can post comments and questions from you, please feel free to do that. The link's in my bio. So there was a lot of confusion around Sikhi, but there was also this feeling of, like, devotion. And, and I felt at home with it, but I didn't know, like, am I doing this right or wrong or... 
And then there was this other aspect that I was experiencing. And, you know, this is a two-part series, so we're going to go through it in two days, and I'm going to cover a lot of different experiences because this is a very dynamic, you know, there's a lot of layers to um, why I decided to stop teaching kundalini yoga. And I know there's people who have different relationships to this where they're like, are you never going to teach again? Do you still practice? Is it, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's layered. If this is not just like a hard no and I'm out. Otherwise, why would I need to... Uh, one-hour sessions to explore this. So just kind of giving you that as a precursor. So there's a, this confusion around Sikhi um, from, from Sikhs, you know, from different walks of life. Then there was, um, you know, people who were practicing kundalini yoga who were like, oh, I don't want anything to do with religion or, or the Sikh religion. Like that to me is a turnoff. There was that. And these were the people who were like, oh, yeah, like, I just want to, like, put, put my turban on to do my practice because it's a technology, and the technology helps you in the kundalini yoga, just like wearing the white clothing and wearing the, uh, uh, growing your hair and all of these things. But uh, I don't really want, like, I'll do it when it's convenient for me. And, um, you know, like, and why would you want to do that all the time? That's weird. I'm against that. And I can understand where some of that is just like a fear of like cult vibes <laughs> and that makes complete sense to me but at the same time like i was always like there's this part of it like that you know the the mantras and the tradition that is so beautiful like i i just want to honor it and then i'm surrounded by people not everyone but i'm surrounded by groups of people who are just like ew i don't want anything to do with that and it just didn't make sense like i just thought this is odd like why do this yoga if you don't want anything to do with like what to me was really powerful, which was the Gurbani and the mantras and the sound current. This is a, um, I'm just going to add this from Blanca Castillo up onto the screen. She says, it's so layered and so much confusion for sure. I think for me, my question is what's going to happen with white tantric uh, since the Mahan, since the Mahan tantric Yogi Bhajan, is that going to change? Well, that's a whole, we're, that's probably an episode two question. So thanks for adding that. And if anyone has questions or comments, you can click the link in my bio and it'll allow you to add those to the screen. Um, thanks, Blanca. I really appreciate you and you being here. So, yeah, so there was like this distrust like towards Sikhi. It was like, I don't know, like... Um, I, if I want anything to do with this, I just want to do the yoga. And I think some of that comes from like 3HO having this like strange version of Sikhi. So it ends up like, I, didn't, I don't even think you can call it uh, Sikhi, to be honest. It's just like, you know, Yogi Bhajan grabbed a bunch of things from a tradition and then threw it in with a bunch of other things and then, you know, presented, as, presented it as if you became a Sikh by these guidelines, then you were somehow superior to other Sikhs and maybe even superior to your fellow yoga practitioners. Um, it's bizarre. <laughs> 
right? And so that's where the confusion comes from. Some people are like, I, I just want to wear the turban sometimes and I don't want to. And then, you know, fast forward to now where you've got Guru Jagat saying things like Punjabi women are, are not as advanced as uh, the white Sikh practitioners in Kundalini Yoga because they don't wear the stars and turbans, like just blatant hate speech. And, and that, I'm like, what the heck is going on here? This is a good question. Kira saying, can you explain what 3HO is? So 3HO is the happy, holy, healthy, happy, holy, I don't know which order it goes in, organization that Yogi Bhajan started uh, to spread uh, the teachings of um, what he called Kundalini Yoga. And there's another organization called KRI, but generally like 3HO is kind of like from the get-go organization that uh, came from Yogi Bhajan and his followers. Hope that helps. Um, I'm just going to put a couple more up here. Chitta Yoga. Neil, I'm trying to figure out my relationship with Kundalini Yoga. It's helped me with addiction, but there's a lot of stuff I don't resonate with. Great. Thanks for sharing that. This is why this is why we're doing this today. Okay? And Mystic Yogi saying the, the, the facts, that fact started my unraveling of Kundalini Yoga as taught by Yogi Bhajan. Yeah, I feel you. Okay, so the foundation of it... <laughs> Oh, I got to put this one up. These comments are hilarious, y'all. This is from Adi. 3HO, holy hell, it's a hecking cult, <laughs> he said. Okay, so I digress. Let me get back to uh, get back to it here. So uh, there's all this confusion, right? It's like, you know, like, I kind of want to be a Sikh, but I don't want to... Uh, uh, like, it's just a little strange. And I, and I had experiences with uh, Guru Jagat, like, saying, like, why don't you just, like, take your turban off and let your hair down? Like, let's see that hair. Like, why would you? Or, you know, when I was going to Punjab, I talked to her about doing the 84 steps, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go to Goindaval. I'd know she'd, she'd been there. I was like, maybe we would stay there for a night. And she was like, why would you stay in Goindaval? Like, that place is like a, a hole, like, to use her language. And I was like, that's kind of a weird thing to say. And I've heard her on other uh, occasions um, speak poorly about uh, Sikhs and Punjabi Sikhs. And, and there was this mentality in Kundalini Yoga. And I would love to hear if anybody else had that experience. But it was kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll take the parts of Sikhi that Yogi Bhajan gave us and we'll do those. But anything else to do with Sikhi is just kind of like, mm, it's subpar. I'm not interested in it. And, you know... That's problematic. You know, when we talk about cultural appropriation and, and, and you know, people who see a Sikh, a Sikh, which is, a Sikhi is open to everybody. It's a tradition that's open to everybody. It's very welcoming. And when there are people just like cherry picking it and, you know, being disrespectful towards the tradition, and then they're up in arms about it, you know, that's where all of this cultural appropriation stuff comes from, is that it's kind of built on that. And for somebody who feels like that the Sikh way of life resonates with them, for that to be their foundation, it's incredibly confusing. Um, this is from Heal with Indy on Instagram. She says, I agree. I've heard so many comments within the community. Right. So you see what I'm saying? Like, you can't really just take something and just like grab a couple things and then like throw a bunch of other things. I mean, like I heard he took the Indian um, scale for music. It's kind of like do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, da. And I'm, I'm not an, an Indian musician. I'm not classically trained. So I don't, 
I don't know even the scale, but he presented that as a mantra for people. Or as I was uh, saying to somebody the other day, imagine if you were from the Christian tradition and that was really dear to your heart and somebody came along and just like took a line out of the Lord's Prayer and then presented it to a bunch of people from India and said, if you just say this line from the Lord's Prayer, then you'll make lots of money. It's a little weird, right? Um, Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just reading all the comments coming at me from lots of different angles. So it's a little bit weird, you know, and I can understand why somebody who was born into that tradition, especially whose uh, relatives gave their lives to, for this tradition to be carried forward and for it to be sort of like mishmashed around. So that's, that was problematic for me. But I continued to study and to do my japji and to do the yoga. And to be honest, you know, Guru Singh has always been uh, present for me. He's been a good mentor in the way that, like, if I needed to ask him a question, I could ask a question. The challenge is, is that some of the foundation, you, you know, was always this, like, I'm not really sure, like, like um, people have shared in the chat here. It's like, this is kind of helping me with my addiction, but there's all this like weird stuff around it. And um, this is all before we get to the allegations uh, about his behavior. So there's this like sort of uncertainty, but I'm also having this healing experience. And, you know, I want to help people, you know, I, especially around recovery. Like that's become very clear to me on this journey that like this is what I'm called to do. I'm called to be a support system for people who are struggling uh, with addiction in their life because that's what I know about. You know, I've have really struggled with it. And uh, this was a, a, a catalyst for my being sober, you know, for the and being able to maintain it without being in a treatment center and without like falling off, getting on, falling off, getting on, falling off, getting on. So you can see where it's kind of like, okay, what do we do with this? There's something in there that's working. And then there's this other stuff that's really confusing. Okay. All right. Let's pause and look at some comments. Y'all with me? Okay. <laughs> Guru Jagat, I love her in some things, and she's just weird in the way she approaches business. Um, Guru saying uh, he, he's so spiritual to me, he feels more authentic in his spirituality, like more into the spiritual aspect versus the business. Um, just going through some of these, um, I met a blind Punjabi Sikh who talked my ear off for half an hour about the hilarious white six. I love that. That's from Adi. And um, Melanie Atkinson, I'm still very much practicing Kundalini Yoga because it works for me, but I see the cultural appropriation and abuse within the community. Rama Rong on Instagram highlights the abuse at Rama. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's a great account. If anybody hasn't checked that out, please do check it out. So, so I started to share um, because I was having a healing experience with the practice. And especially I would go to a, a place, a thing called men's camp. And I, we created some amazing community there. And, and a lot of the community was people that I brought with me to hang out with Guru Singh. And I, was, I loved what he had to say. And, you know, the exercises, there are aspects of it that I do like. Um, and then there was the weird stuff around Sikhi. I mean, I had a moment there where uh, we were there, we did uh, sadhana, and then they had a gurdwara, and then everyone who was there who just wanted to do the yoga, who didn't want anything to do with Sikhi, um, you know, 
the problem is, is that is actually with 3HO. I didn't realize that at, at the time. I, I thought the problem was with the people who were there. Um, you know, and some of you may have seen or heard the talk, but in the talk, I was saying like, you know, as soon as there's the Gurdwara and then there's the bowing at the Guru Granth Sahib, people are like, yikes, what is this? I don't want to bow to a book, you know, and that's how they perceived it. And I, you could feel it, like the energy was thick and then everybody would disappear and then like, you know, the six would do their thing. And, and you've, I've seen that at summer solstice and that kind of thing as well. And I thought like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, this is such a beautiful tradition. Why are people like turned off or put off by this? And and now as I'm looking back and I just spent a year processing and we'll get there um, where to go. Um, but anyways, I realize now it's because it, the like Sikhi, what is Sikhi has not been taught by 3HO. Very little actually, in my opinion. And that's where it's problematic. And that's where you can see where the problem comes from. So when I gave that talk, I said, like, how many people have had an experience with a mantra, to use the 3HO language, a mantra, who has had a, an experience along the way um, that has been profound or healing? And every hand in the place is raised. And then I said, well, when you, you know, when you bow at the Guru Granth Sahib, all you're really doing is saying thank you for that. Like, what's, don't you want to say thank you? Aren't you grateful? Like some people are sharing. Aren't you grateful for those experiences? And the weirdness around it is because there's weirdness around 3HO. That's what it's from. Because it's kind of like, well, it's yoga and it's Sikh, but it's not Sikh. But, you know, and then if you start looking around, you can't really get any clear answers and it's very confusing. And so people are feeling that. They're feeling the confusion of like, what is Sikh and what is not Sikh and what is this yoga and where did it come from? And it, 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 like, and you, you go in the, that frequency and you feel like that. And I feel like if, if I didn't feel like, okay, I really want to know about Sikhi. And so I started digging around and asking questions. If I didn't do that, we probably wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation today. Okay, I'm going to just go uh, and look here. At, um, just some people mentioning that they took down the Yogi Budget pictures. Rama decided to keep it up. Um, this is from Melanie. Guru Jagat denies the abuse by Yogi Budget and will block you if you ask her about it. I mean, come on. How hard is it to have a conversation? Really? You know? Come on. That's why this is what we're doing here. You know? Um, and another one here from Corey Jones, Kundalini Yoga and Guru Singh helped me with my sobriety. I've been with Rama for about three years and the amount of money she asked of people is crazy. It was no longer about the practice, but about money. Thank you for sharing that. And if anybody's watching on Instagram and you want me to be able to post these uh, comments, please do uh, come on, click the link in my bio and I'm able to do that. And those will be stored on the video like for years to come. Um, much like... Yogi Bhajan did, <laughs> but in a different way, because we're going to talk about the truth here. Um, love you too, Flower Fairy. So much love and respect for you. Um, and then who else do we got here? I'm not sure how to say your name. Uh, Corsipersi. 
I tried. Um, did my teacher training at Rama? Uh, <laughs> I was it was stupid. I was stupid. I, uh, giving that amount of money to Guru Jagat, not teaching Kundalini Yoga anymore because of Yogi Bhajan. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And please do feel free to let me know how I have to say your name. I didn't do a very good job of that. Okay, so thanks thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we're about half an hour in. This is going to be a two-part series, so we're going to do it today and tomorrow. Um, and uh, I'm really thankful that everyone's here and all the different perspectives that are, are here. And I, I would love to hear from you, uh, all of you. So if you feel down to comment, I can post the comments by going to the link in my bio. All right. And now I'll go back and forth from the comments. So, so there's all that confusion, right? And there's also confusion for me personally in my life because there are people around me going like, do you have to be a Sikh? Like, what? why can't you just do the yoga? And, you know, I, I did listen to that quite a bit because it's confusing. And I'm also an addict. So I'm like, you know, I want instant gratification. I want people to like me. I want to, you know... Yes, we're, thank you for saying that, Vegan Ocean. Uh, we're going to get, I'm going to get there. This is a two-part series. She, she brings up a good point saying, let's not look, overlook the women who are victims of Yogi Bhajan. Let's support the survivors. And we're, we're definitely going to get there. That's going to be a huge piece of this. I'm just uh, choosing to share about this in chronological order in, or in the order of my experience. So I hope, I hope that makes sense. That's kind of my approach here. Um, okay, so... I had all of these questions, and um, I can't. I, I can't remember what order this happens in. Yeah, actually, I can remember what order this happens in. Okay, so so we start up Dharma Temple, and we basically like there's stuff around the three H O and K R I that we're just like, yeah, that just ain't right for us. We're gonna do our own thing, and you know, Guru Singh actually gave us uh, the go ahead to do that. You know, so props to him. Like he was like, do your own thing, teach your own stuff, put what you want in, like whatever. So we did that. And we created with everyone and many of you who are here, uh, we created an amazing community. I hope I still have y'all on. Uh, oh, there we go. Just a sec. I think I need to fix something on Instagram. There we go. Sorry, everybody. I just realized that I didn't have my uh, Wi-Fi turned on. So if you're on Instagram, uh, it should be back and, and functioning. And those of you who want to hop over to the uh, YouTube, just click the link in my bio. And if my phone dies or something, you won't have to worry about that. It won't die, but it could, you know, in 20 minutes. Who knows? Okay. So he gave us the go-ahead to create Dharma Temple. And so we did that. And we taught different types of yoga in there. And we really made it about a healing space. And, and to be honest, it was a very beautiful space, you know. And, and to me, it was like what Sikhi really is about. Like I would look out into the class when I'd be teaching and there'd be Gursiks, like baptized Sikhs with turbans and beards. And, and then there would also be you know, like yogis and there would be, um, you know, transgender people, recovery people, uh, people from different nationalities, a lot of different people and gathering together and, and sharing in these experiences. And we did our best to keep some of the dogma that uh, came down through 3HO out of the space. And at this point, I haven't even done a Kundalini yoga teacher training or anything like that. 
Okay, I'm just like, I'm just doing my thing with Guru Singh. I'm learning about Sikhi and I'm doing yoga like I've kind of always done, but now I'm not drinking. This is kind of the, the scoop of how Dharma Temple comes to be. I've got an itchy nose today. <laughs> what does that mean? Is there like, you know, some kind of, I don't know, significance to that or is it just an itchy nose? So anyways, um, we create this beautiful community and we have, you know, people come in there and teach like Jai Dave and uh, Guru Singh and, and Guru Jagat, but that's later. So I'll get there. But, you know, we're the community is really strong and, you know, I'm open about my story, you know, to the best of my ability at the time, I, there's still a relapse that's going to happen around recovery. So we haven't started doing recovery circle or anything like that. Okay. We're doing this in chronological order and why I came to the decision that we're at today. So I go, we have this beautiful community. I'm doing my best. I'm super confused, but I'm also really grateful to be sober and, and the support that I have from my friends, from also from Guru Singh, you know, I mean, he doesn't live here. I don't see him very often, but he, he does support me in my decisions. And, um, we go to summer solstice, never been, I don't know if anyone's ever been to summer solstice, but this is a big deal. And it's kind of the like 50 year anniversary. I told Guru Singh that I would go to. Okay. I see lots of comments and I'm, I'm going to get to the comments um, right after this part. We go to summer solstice. I drive up there with a, a Sikh that I know who's also a Kundalini Yogi who wasn't well. And I offer a seva to help drive the car to get him there. We get there early, so I get to take in the whole thing. You know, and I, I see, I meet some really beautiful people there when I get there early, you know, like Jai Chand, who's uh, here right now. I can see her name on the screen. And uh, my other brother, um, Nicholas, uh, just some incredible people. Flower Fairy, who's also watching on Instagram, met some amazing people. And, you know, and even then I was met with the question like, oh, are you a Sikh? Like I'm wearing a turban and I've never been there and I don't know what to expect. I'm looking forward um, to seeing Charity Kalajata <laughs> because I love listening to them. But I'm just going to like take it in and see what's there. And so we do, we, we enjoy being with Guru Singh. I meet some amazing people, friends that I'm going to have for a lifetime. Um, we go to some classes that are really great namely uh, Jai Dave, and, uh, you know, it's cool to, to wake up in the morning and sing with Guru Singh and be in the mountains, and I really love that, and the uh, Gurdwara time, and, of course, Chardi Kalajata, which for me is like, I love, you know, the, the Gurbani, and it's um, traditional, and it sounds amazing, and there's even the reaction to them of like, oh, well, I don't really know if I should like them, because then maybe I'm in the religion, like, there's all this uncertainty around it, and there's a whole lot of, like, big pictures of Yogi Bhajan, and everybody just like, he's the guru, and I'm kind of like, and my friend Kelby is really affected by this. Some of y'all know Kelby where he's like, I don't understand this. Why? Like, if this is like about Sikhs, like, isn't there, isn't the, isn't there like no more guru? Because after um, the 10th master, that's the end. And now, you know, the guru grand sub is the guru. And now you look within and, and now like, there's all these like bowing to this man, like what the fuck basically is the experience that we have. And, um, you know, after and then I do my first white tantric, and in my first white tantric, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't 
don't know about this. Like, you know, I know some of y'all love it. And I, this is the point of my, me doing this is not to knock your practice. But for me, it was a little bit like I was like, this isn't what what I'm here for. Like, I want to... I wanted to learn about Siki, to be honest, and I kept having to do all these other things, and some of them were beneficial. The relationships, beneficial. Some of the exercises, beneficial. Um, community is the big one for me. You know, I've met so many people who I love so deeply, okay? Um, so, so, you know, there's some confusion. And then when I'm up there, during the white tantric, whether it's from lack of hydration or you know, I didn't get enough to eat or I'm high from the exercises or maybe it really happened in the middle of an exercise. I have this like moment, like a dream where I like, I am face to face with Yogi Bhajan. And some of you heard this in my early talks where he says like, you know, you're not meant to be a Sikh in this lifetime. Um, you're meant to be a teacher and, you know, follow me. And I was really confused by that. I've never had anything like that happen before. Like it was bizarre, you know, and I'm, I was like a tripper, man. Like I used to take lots of psychedelics and do all these things. And it just threw me for a loop. And I don't know why that happened or, and I, I don't even think it's worth, you know, exploring that, but it is, it is important to say it because when I came back from that experience, oh, and also Anthony Bourdain died, which really also threw me for a loop because I really like, even though I'm plant-based, I just like, he was like a hero of mine. So I find out that Anthony Bourdain dies. I have this weird experience um, where I'm like really confused about Sikhi and um, Yogi Bhajan in some like trance-like state tells me, to, you know, like to stop being a sick, basically. And so I come home super confused, tell my partner I'm super confused and, you know, take my turban off, uh, trim back my beard and basically tell my partner who's been kind of saying like, you know, I wish we could just like have a glass of wine sometimes and all of this stuff. And that would be so much, you know, nicer for me. And, you know, unbeknownst to her, like I, this is a serious issue for me. She, she definitely knows it now. So we decide like the addict in me, it hears that and goes like, oh, sure. Yeah. Let's give it a try. And like, you know, we have like a, a beer or two day one, which turns into three or four day two, which turns into five or six. This isn't her, it's me, which turn, you know, it's just like, whoa, things are getting out of hand here. And so I realize what the fuck is going on. And I go, yeah, I can't do this. And in my mind, it's like, I've got to go back to Kundalini yoga and I've got to go back to being a Sikh because that's what I understand to have worked so that was really hard for me you know especially as a person who was sharing these teachings with people and and i wasn't really in a position again because i was a broken i felt like a broken person i wasn't in a position to really be open about that and i feel really good about being open about that during this time so let's go to some comments and then we'll carry on from there it was a great times at Dharma Temple. I miss it. Thanks, Neil. I miss it too. It feels like an invitation for, I'm going to put some of these on the screen. 
If y'all are watching on Instagram and you want to see these on the screen or you want to add to what I'm putting on the screen, just click the link in my bio. It'll bring you over and I'll also read some of them from Instagram. This is from Kira. It feels like an invitation for each individual to connect to their own truth. Which practice and wisdom is true for me, my soul, my integrity, my values? Yes, there, that is true. And also to do so with benevolence and make a conscious effort to uh, be kind and respectful as best you can in the process, which is why we're here having this conversation. And to notice where I'm seeking external validation and answers, noticing a bit of possible denial out of fear for throwing out the baby with the bathwater. This is a comment that gets thrown around a lot, and I want to get to that. Um, they did a great job of taking Yogi Bhajan out of the curriculum. So this is about the level two that you're taking right now. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Queen Moeda, Moeda, is that how you say it? Beautiful name. I tried tracing yoga back to Egyptian time and found Kemetic yoga, but it's still hard to decipher sometimes and still mesh deeply with the others. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with me. Um, definitely heard about Kemetic yoga through Ja Nine, the reggae singer. I really love her work. Um, Dharma Temple was the dream studio. Thank you, Melanie. I think community is so important, and to do so in a way that supports each individual's personal empowerment and respecting others while living our true empowerment. Nice. It made me, let's post some of these. It made me so deliciously satisfied because I read in a manual that Yogi Bhajan wouldn't have had, wouldn't have space for trans people, and I just got off on being a solid follower of the practice. I hear you, Adi. You know, for me, the, the, Guru's Darbar, the court of the Guru, is open to everyone. And the fact that, you know, some of the things that were passed down through 3HO were other than, especially while they were teaching something that appeared to be Sikhi, but what, but isn't, like, it's just going to result in extreme confusion and people are going to get hurt along the way. That's a problem. And we're not even, like um, Vegan Ocean mentioned, we're not even at the, like, severe forms of violence and abuse we are still in abuse and violence because this was abusive and violent to punjabis and to six right and we're not going to compare one is you know worse or better we're just saying like we haven't even covered the whole spectrum yet and for there for uh, people to be experiencing confusion it's like hello you see where i'm going with this yeah all right Yo, Gibi was a Saturn teacher, and a Saturn is a jackass by nature. <laughs> this is from Radhajit. Go to an authentic Sikhi camp next time. Yes, yeah, sister, I'm with you, 100%. And, you know, we're going to get to that as well. And I, I really love you, and I appreciate you being there for me. Thank you so much. Um, this is uh, from Instagram on Leihing. It says, amazing when all the revelations about YB came out. I was in such turmoil. The only thing that kept my anchor uh, was my spiritual practice. Oh, in my spiritual practice was the Japji. Yeah. Yeah, Guru Nanak. You know, this was a, a painting from a student of Guru Nanak that I received in the mail. You know, beautiful. He's sitting there, my co-pilot, uh, while I work. <clears throat> okay, so, so I come back. I'm kind of a mess. I'm trying to figure out what to do. And, and um, this is when I start really hearing the whisperings about Yogi Bhajan and, and his abuse. And, and so I go, and when I say his abuse, I'm talking about sexual abuse now. 
Okay. So just want to give everybody a heads up. That's kind of where we're going here. We go out 13 more minutes for this episode. So we'll get, we'll go a little deeper tomorrow. This is a two-parter. And I want to let you all know that on, uh, first of all, I had a conversation with Navdeep Kaur last week, who's an incredible Ayurvedic practitioner and Punjabi Sikh woman. We did a two-hour talk last Saturday and we, and, and this all came up and the relationship, you know, as she mentioned, she's not the gatekeeper to Sikhi or can't speak for all Punjabi people, but it's definitely worth listening. So please go back and check that out. And then this weekend on Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, I'm going to be talking to Shabad Singh, who was born in 3HO. Um, and he, you know, when all of this stuff was really coming to light, um, he took a solid stand against 3HO and even against Kundalini Yoga, but continued to be a Sikh. And, and my goal with these conversations is to have some different perspectives not to create an echo chamber. So I'm also going to have a friend named Siri Rishi, who is a uh, black woman living in America, in New York, who's continuing to teach Kundalini Yoga. So I want to make sure here that, um, you know, I feel called personally to be a part of the healing process for the harm that Yogi Bhajan, his content and his organizations have caused in the world. And so I'm showing up for that as best I can. I don't have all the answers, but I do believe that sharing my story, being open and uh, using my platform to create a space where other people can do the same is what it's all about. And this is part of why I had to make this uh, decision. Okay. <clears throat> so thank you everybody for being here. Just wanted to, uh, just wanted to put that out there. Thank you, everybody. All right. So I'm super confused. I don't know what to do. Um, I, make a, I make a commitment to go back um, maybe to doing kundalini yoga, but I'm not sure about the sick thing. Okay? And I also wanted to share one more thing before I go. Okay? So we're, we'll hold that thought of returning from solstice. And, and this is that I was sober for two years um, before I went to Solstice and before this all happened. And I remember on my two years of sobriety, I had never gone for two years straight without being in a treatment center. It was the longest that I'd gone like by my own willpower and by my own devotion and commitment. And I went into this little gurdwara that happened to be in Yoga West. And I sat in there on the morning of my two years of sobriety. And I was just like weeping. And I was, I like, I couldn't believe it. I had tried to do this my whole life. Yeah, thank you for Kay Cabot, uh, 72. I would like to have that conversation too. She's saying, I'd love to hear you talk to Jai Dave about this. You know, he doesn't know that I'm even having this conversation right now. So, I mean, if he's open to it, let's do it. And if he's not open to it, uh, nothing I can do. But, you know, he's always been good to me and kind to me. So let's see. Let's see what we can do. Okay, everybody, I'm with you. Let's make it happen. Um, I was just like so thankful. And and a friend there who also just put a really good talk about their experience in, in for years in 3HO, um, her name uh, is Beer Corps. If you all live in Vancouver, you've heard of her. It's a great talk. It's on YouTube. Um, and if you can't find it, message me. I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, anyone who wants, you know, has ideas about people who could potentially come on the show, uh, 
send them to me, DM them to me. I'll do my best to get whoever I can on. Um, so anyways, I was sitting there at the Guru. I was weeping. I felt so thankful. And my friend, Birkor, she was like, do you want to read from the Guru this morning? And I was like, I, I'm like, I just can't. I can't do it because I'm so emotional right now. Like I've just... The only other time I felt that kind of emotion was at the end of the 84 steps that I did in Punjab. Um, it was that time on my two hours at, well, there's been a few times. Uh, another time with the Nahung Sings, which I we can talk about that later, and when my daughter was born. There's just very few of those like deep, 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 deeply profound experiences. And so the, the only reason why I wanted to bring that up is I wanted to say that like, the devotional part of Sikhi, like, it really means a lot to me. Okay? It really means a lot to me. Yeah, I love Tommy, too. He, he'd probably do it. This is a suggestion from Vegan Ocean saying, what about Tommy Rosen? He'd probably do it, I bet. But we'll see. We'll find out. Okay, so I get back. I have my relapse. And... Um, we go to men's camp and I'm like in this really rebellious state. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm here because like my friends are here, but I don't really want to be here. And it's during this time that members of our community in Dharma Temple are starting to ask questions about um, Yogi Bhajan and uh, uh, sexual abuse. And so we go to this camp. I'm in this rebellious state. And, but I'm going anyways because my friends are there, my who I love. And uh, I'm just going to tough it out. That's how I feel. You know. So I go. And, you know, we, we start to have some real conversation. And we often do at this men's camp about what's, you know, happening in our lives and just being vulnerable. It's quite moving, actually. And, you know, the I, I just keep feeling this pull, like, to say, like, this is men's camp and all of these women, well, it's mostly what you're hearing about primarily is uh, Pamela Dyson at, at the time, but there's other women and it's being brought to my attention by members of the community. And I don't know what to do. I'm in kind of in a weird state myself. And uh, so I go, all right, we're having vulnerable talk. We're having real talk here. Here's the, here's my chance. And I bring it up. I'm like, you know, here we are. This is men's camp. I feel like it's really important that we talk about this, all these allegations, like what the hell is the deal? And the answer that I met with uh, from Guru Singh and from some of the other uh, senior teachers there is, is sort of like this. Well, we don't really know. And there are some people who are really, you know, dedicated to discrediting Yogi Bhajan, and we don't really know what's true so you know you can just let your community know that we don't really know and so that's what i did i went back and you know i just wanted to be well again that's what i wanted so i thought well, maybe i need to just go back and just tell people i don't know and and keep doing the thing and so i did that and I don't know. I felt I felt weird about it, but I also like was having a hard time feeling much of anything, just feeling like I just want to be well again. 
And that came back later. You know, later on, that one of the people who I told that to, that, that we don't really know, years later came back and said, you know what? Like, I don't feel like Dharma Temple handled my uh, inqu inquiries around Yogi Bhajan very well. And I would like to provide you with an opportunity to do better. And so if you don't mind, like, where are you at with this now? And this was at the start of COVID, jumping ahead, but... And we had the opportunity to have a conversation and much like I am now where I was like, yeah, that wasn't the right response. I should have done more. And, and so this is like me, this is the beginning of me going like, okay, I got to ask some questions here. And I asked questions to a lot of people. I mean, my, my relationship to Kundalini Yoga, as I've said here, has been all about asking questions. Why do we do this? Why don't other Sikhs do this? Why do why are people saying that Yogi Bhajan did this? Why did he put the mantra like that? Why, you know, why did um you know what what's the deal with that book? Why did Pamela Dyson write that book? Why, you know, like asking a ton of questions. And to be honest, for the most part being met with answers that are not clear you know and i spoke um with guru singh when at the start of when like this really was a firestorm around yogi bhajan and it still is and still should be you know and i was like did you know about all of this i mean you were with him since the beginning and he said he didn't know and I was kind of like, really? Like, nothing? Not even like a, something's weird about this. And then, and now, and I'm going to get more into this tomorrow, but what started to happen is, as I was like, I kept getting answers like this. And I was kind of in a strange position. And now I think it's almost like the position that I'm in was, was a, Benef is can be beneficial. And the reason why is because I'm an outsider. I, I like 3HO just kind of eh, wasn't quite right. KRI wasn't quite right. Wasn't going to do the things. Wasn't going to sign up for the, you know, and I ended up going through teacher training only because the, uh, here at the Yoga West, they were like, we really think that you would be a great teacher. Like we love what you're doing with Dharma Temple. Would you just do the training? And I was like, no, I don't want to do the training. You know, I'm, I'm my own person. I'm doing my own thing. And they're like, please, please, please. Like, and I was like, look, I can make myself available for your teacher training, but you know, like, you know, I, I don't really feel called to do it. So like, maybe you just like put me through the training. And so maybe I'll learn something along the way. Like, that's kind of how I approached it. And like my partner and I never did a white tantric. You know, we, to, we told people, you don't have to wear white. We told people, you know, we just tried to navigate the experience that we had had. And that experience that we had had was, I got sober. It helped my partner deal with me being a shithead when our daughter was young. And so maybe there's something to this. And we watched a lot of people experience 
healing in our community in Dharma Temple. And uh, to be honest, I don't think it was just because of Kundalini Yoga. People can call it that, but I think it was multiple things. I think it was the commitment of the people there. The community is so strong. Even now without the bricks and mortar, this community is so strong and committed to healing. The power of Gurbani, the commitment to recovery, to being a leader with integrity. But community is the huge piece. And, to, and tomorrow on the show, I'm going to talk more about like, do I think we should still keep teaching these techniques? Do I think we should keep practicing them? This is ultimately an individual personal decision, but I want to share my story and I want to share my experience with all of you. And I want to just lay out everything that I found out from my asking questions. And I want to go forward together as a community. And I want to honor uh, the six. And I want to honor the Punjabi community. And I want to honor the survivors of the abuse. And I want to honor especially every person who has been left feeling confused because of all of this. And my idea is, is around recovery to create uh, recovery. You know, we, I've recovery for me is everything. The recovery program that we run is really effective. And I think there needs to be recovery from 3HO. And when all this shit happened and came up around Yogi Bhajan, what, what, what would have been the appropriate response was for everybody to pause, to stop, stop everything, stop the trainings, stop the, you know, just stop and feel. And, and that's what I did. And it was really fucking hard because I felt obligations and expectations and I felt financial insecurity and I felt like I don't know who I am and I was depressed and I was, but the one thing I was like, just do not start drinking. And I didn't. But we need a pause. There needs to be recovery around this. And it's not as simple as, well, there's some value, so let's just keep going. No, that's a no. Each of us can make our own individual decisions around this, but there needs to be a pause and there needs to be some big conversations had. And I'm so thankful for everyone who came forward around the sexual abuse. And I'm so thankful for everyone who's coming forward now and saying, this is not sicky. I'm one of them. And I'm also thankful for the members of the community that I met through Kundalini Yoga who have been great friends, who have been great mentors, and who have always been uh, there for me, even though I may not agree with everything that they've said. And so that's kind of where I want to leave it today. Okay, so when we start back tomorrow, we're going to talk about, you know, getting back uh, into Kundalini Yoga and uh, after having this experience with a, a member of our community saying like, you, you need to do more. That's where we're going to go tomorrow. I want to go through some comments just before you take off. So if uh, those of you who are still here, please feel free. You can click the link in my bio if you want to have the comments added to the screen. I'll also read the comments off the screen here uh, on Instagram. This feels like an era of taking responsibility and accountability. It is okay to not know everything, but important to be willing to learn and admit when we've made mistakes or hurt someone. Boom. That's it right there. 
Accountability is everything. And there's a lot of people connected to Yogi Bhajan, connected to his organizations and his content who are taking the bare minimum of accountability and saying like, let's just keep going. No, no, it's more complex than that. Love it, Kira, go sister. I agree, Blanca, thank you. Thank you, Tiago Prem, this is beautiful work. Thank you, TP, love to you, brother, and love to the community. Uh, when was this that Guru Singh said that he didn't know? That's going back a while now. I don't know, four years ago, three years ago? Oh, thanks, uh, SJ, three years ago, she says. Is there something about being an outsider that keeps you... Um, let me see this. Is there something about being an outsider that keeps you from being blackmailed or manipulated or something? Like you've got more to lose if you're invested in certain ways? That's a huge thing for people. It's like, I don't want to lose my income. Dude, that's where I'm at right now right? It's like, we, our, our centers are closed. My partner and I are like trying to find a way to make sure that we make enough money to pay the rent. And like, there's a temptation to just keep going. But I can't do that. It's not an option. And so I'm thankful to every person who's supported us financially during this time, who've made, uh, excuse me, Yeah, it's not easy, you know, and that's what, that's why it's hard for people because it's like, I could lose everything and that's privilege right there. We have to do better. So... Thank you, everybody who's supported us, who's become members of True Seekers, who's made donations, who's dropped off food at our door. You know? But that's why it's hard for people because they don't want to lose everything. And at what cost? You know, people are, have suffered so immensely, and also people have experienced healing. And we have to have the real conversations. Whew. I didn't know that it was going to go here, but I'm really thankful for all the contributions and all the support. And we're going to stick it out and do the right thing. And we're going to do it together. And I know from all the people who are here that you feel the same way. And there's no easy answer. But I'll tell you right now, the answer is not just like post an email saying you're sorry and keep going. Fuck that. Thanks, Radajit. I appreciate you so much. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm just going to post the last of these comments. Thanks, everybody. This happens in business and politics, too. Hierarchy to keep people in the game, even if it's out of integrity, a fear of the house of cards falling. Yeah, that's cult shit right there, too, you know. It's like, if you leave, what's going to happen? We got to look at this stuff. And I'll go more into my process tomorrow, but...
I totally respect people connecting to their spiritual practice. That's different. If you research people, I'm putting some more up. If you research people who left the community, they mention that people often fall back into drugs and drinking and meet great calamity when they've left. I can totally relate to that. Adi, of course, is from SJ because the org offers a high vibe reprieve from suffering. It's like it's not allowed. Shadow isn't welcome in 3HO. So when you leave, you can fall in big ways. That's a huge comment. I hope y'all heard that. Huge comment. It's true. I've felt like that. Thank you. Thank you for your vulnerability, Stephanie. We'll get through this together. Yes, together. Uh, SJ and DTP, your welcoming of the shadow kept me going when I thought I couldn't. Serious huge props on your shadow sitting. Thank you so much. All right, let's turn the, um, I'm just going to turn the brightness up on my phone so that I can actually read some of your comments. Um, thank you for your honesty and courage to do the right thing. Authentic, you're beautiful, Tiago Prem. You're making a positive shift. This is the realest, truest public statement. Thank you so much for this, Waiguru. Thank you, love you. The truth will always prevail. Thank you all. There's so many comments here. Like, I mean, I can't. I, I want to read them all, but we may be here all all day. I'm so thankful for all of you. Thank, thanks so much for bringing this up again. It needs to be ad addressed and dealt with with integrity. Uh, 3HO should pay reparations. Um, the thing is, it's all a part of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly is all a part of it. The point of life, the exper to experience it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. We have to do this. Like, this is the thing. Like, when I was writing, I was going to do this, you know, and, and I know, like, there are people even in in our AQL that's happening right now. And, like, I just want people who are in the AQL right now to know that, like, this is a part of it. I'm not going to abandon you or, you know, it's not, I'm not just going to do what my teachers have done and just throw up my hands and walk away or just like make an apology and keep going. Like in order for me to be in my integrity, I have to follow my heart. I choose to follow my heart. I choose to do what's right. And, you know, we can learn from this and we can do better. And whatever you decide to do from there is up to you. But I will keep my commitments to you all. Um, and I'll do it to the best of my ability. And I'm available for these hard conversations. And um, I think that's it for today. So thanks everyone for being here. Love you so much. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel so that we can get this information out. Please share this with everyone you know. I'll also be putting this on um, the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. And um, yeah. I think that's it for today. So let's do the let's do the music. Love y'all so much.